All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Come Let Us Reason Together podcast. Amen. <laughs> amen and amen. So this is our inaugural kickoff show, right? Amen. So I am Sean Allen and over across on the other side of the field, I got my right hand man, my partner in crime. I yes, give Alvin it up. Hall. Give it up, brother Alvin Hall. Amen. 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 How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing? Bless, man. Great I'm, day. I don't expect nothing less from you. So <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we get this thing started. So, uh, uh, uh uh, on my way up to the building, let's talk about this for a second before we get into the the you know what we're what we're all about. All right. Uh, I don't. We, one of the things we want to do with this podcast is we want to be transparent, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Not only from a ministerial perspective, but just even life in general. Yeah, just a humanistic. It, it, exactly. Exactly. So I say that to say that that y'all, I had a hard time finding my way to the office up here today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ended up on the wrong floor, right? And uh Bishop as I like to call him. Right. Uh, well, we call each other. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but he's he's more of a bishop than I am, y'all. No, I just kidding. But uh yeah, I got here, but you know, he was here and uh, and at first, you know, I was like, Oh man, where's it at? And I had to knock on the door and everything, but but by the grace of God, I got here. Okay. Can I get an applause on that, brother? <laughs> Thank you. But you and you know, you called. I actually did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we both came off on the uh, on the wrong floor on the seventh floor. Seventh floor, right? And so you know, I, I walked out on the seventh floor and I looked and and I saw the same maintenance and maintenance person that, that you saw, and I'm like, no, no, this isn't isn't the right way. Right? Did he give you the same crazy look that he gave you? You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't stay around long enough for him to give me a look. He did look like you know, I guess nobody's supposed to be on that floor. So he, but I got back on the elevator and I said, okay, no, it's not this one. I, I know where I'm supposed to be going. So I came up here and uh, found the way. Oh, that a preach. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I got back on the elevator. And but I it's good that you say that, though. Uh-huh. This is what we do. Because it's, it's, you know, metaphorically speaking, that's how life is. Amen. Man, you start off going one way and you think you, because you've been there before. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then you, you go the way that you know you're supposed to be going uh-huh. only to realize, hold on, this this isn't right. Amen. Right. And, and I mean, you know, that can be for relationships. Uh-huh. It can be for your vocation, your mm-hmm. job, what, whatever it is, right? right? But even now, I know what I did when I got off on the wrong floor. I said, "Okay, hold on, Lord. I know <laughs> this is not right. Where am I supposed to be going?" <laughs> and sometimes we just need to take that time just to, to stop, pause, mm-hmm. reset, and just, "Okay, Lord, I, I need you to uh, exactly. give me some guidance here." <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. And don't worry about if people look at you strange like the cleaning man did. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> you just get back on the elevator. That's it. And you just going on up. Going up. You just keep going up. Right? Come on now. See that a preach. Right? So, you, so, and let me say one more time. If you get on the elevator, elevator right, get going up. You just keep going up. That's it. Can, can I get an amen? Listen, don't stay. Don't stay. <laughs> Choose not to stay yes. where you know you're not supposed to be. Amen. Come on now. Preach that. Preach Come that. On Come on. In God, there should be elevation absolutely so, so i went to the eighth floor then the ninth floor and then just oh, keep counting well no then you called well, well i did <laughs> that a preach too i called and i called God, look, because people we, we do that right yes we don't we don't really 
and men are bad at this, right? Yes. Yo, yeah, we, we, are. We, we are. We are. We, 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 we know we lost. <laughs> <laughs> don't let our wives be with us. Oh, no, we lost. No, <laughs> right. I, can't, I can't say that. Mm. I don't know where I'm going around her. You know, I right. And we'll just keep on going around corner after corner, getting more <laughs> lost, getting more lost. <laughs> Why don't you just make the call? Yeah, just make the call. That's all. Oh, get on Google Maps. There, there, there you it is. go. <laughs> there it is. Get on Google Maps. So anyway, we just wanted to share that transparent moment with you guys once again. My name is Sean Allen, and I'm joined by the awesome Alvin Hall here. And this is, again, our podcast, Come Let Us Reason Together. Amen. Amen. And that's what we want to do. So we figure what we'll do is, right, is that this with this inaugural day, and let's give a shout out to Miles Dixon and the podcastic family for opening up this platform for us. Let's give a huge shout out. Uh, so for them and, uh, and, and allowing us to uh, partner in this venture. And so what we figured we would do is, right, is that since this is our inaugural day, right, right, this is our our first program, right, it uh, will be airing five o'clock every Saturday. And so what we figured we would do is, is that we would give you some insight into us. I think that would be fair. So, uh, uh, of course, we want to build up the base and we want to uh, to invite people to, to uh, like, subscribe and to check us out. But in order to do that, I think you need to know about the people that you'll be uh, tuning into. Uh, uh, I, you know, so we'll do this like an interview format, I guess. <laughs> okay. And uh, and uh, so what I'll do is, if that's okay with you, right? I'm, I'm good. Let's play. Okay, cool. So what I'll do is I'll play the role of the uh, of the report, <coughs> of the reporter per se, right? And I'm just going to interview you. So this will be a chance to uh, give give the audience, the listening audience, and the viewing audience a chance to know who and what is alvin hall what brought this about what does he hope to do uh just just you you know just give us you at the end of the day let's do it all right so you ready so let's do this so so once again my name is sean allen i gotta get my reporter voice on right so once again my name is sean allen and i'm joined here by the awesome incredible alvin hall uh so mr hall so tell us a little bit about yourself and what led to this creation of this program and just just give us the the you at the end of the day all right so I am uh, a pastor and a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, married, four children. Amen. A- amen. Um, I've been, ever since I was a child, um, about nine years old, I've been walking with the Lord. Mm. Uh, I, I grew up on the west side of the city of Detroit. Um, and One, three. Amen. <laughs> you know. And so um, uh I grew up, you know, you grew up about the same time. I you know, neighborhoods full of children. Yep. And I went to this camp um, at nine called the Joy of Jesus, and I was introduced to Christ. Amen. Uh, and it, it has been a profound and phenomenal and had a profound and phenomenal uh, impact in my life. Mm-hmm. I came back to the city of Detroit at nine years old, and it's what was so phenomenal about it was that at nine, I didn't know how to read or write. Mm. Right? I was I was illiterate. Wow. I didn't know the difference between it and at this and that. Please don't ask me to spell it then, right? So, right. Um, but I, I came back um, having had a transformative, a transformative experience with Jesus. Mm. And so I came back, man, and I, even though I didn't know how to read at that time, I still had, I, I went up and down the neighborhoods with my Bible in my hand, telling any and everyone who would listen, children and adults alike, uh, about this man named Jesus. Amen. Who I had met 
that loves me. Amen. And not only did he love me, but he loved them too. Mm. Amen. And and so um, at at around twelve, still not knowing how to read, um, but from nine to twelve, I had spent so much time with with God in prayer. Um. Uh, and I had memorized some verses. Mm-hmm. John three sixteen was the favorite one for mm-hmm. God so loved the world that He yes. His only begotten Son, that whosoever per- uh, believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, I just memorized a whole bunch of scriptures. And this one day, man, I was um, I was I was just praying and talking to God, and and the Lord showed me. He said, "Son, I have something great for you to do. Mm. Now, in order for you to know my will for you, you have to know my word." Mm. And in order for you to know my word, you have to know how to read. Mm. And so what I want you to do, I want you to go back to the camp. Um, When Pastor Steve Upshur comes to the camp, I want you to tell him that I told you that I need you and want you to know my will. And in order for you to know my will, you have to know my word. And in order for you to know my word, you have to know how to read. Mm. And so I went back to the camp. And uh, I told Pastor Steve Upshur, he's the pastor of, um, oh, man, what is his ministry? Uh, he's over on Shane Street. Oh, man, I, I cannot remember, Pastor. Mm-hmm. I'll get that. I'll get that information. Sure. Um, but he, he pastors a um, halfway house for men and women who are transitioning out of substance abuse and mm-hmm. and, and, and prison and things like that. And so um, he came up. He Pastor Steve is a white guy, long, long Long blonde hair, motorcycle club, and everything. Okay. And so him and One his crew came right. Yes, his crew <laughs> came up to this camp, man. And, and so I, I, I went to him after he got finished sharing his testimony about how God had delivered him, and I told him just what I, what the Lord told me to tell him. Hey, you know, Pastor Steve, listen, I don't know how to read. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. illiterate. I can't read, um, but God has told me that He has something special for me to do. Uh, and in order for me to know God's will, I have to know his word. And in order to know his word, I have to know how to read. And mm-hmm. he looked at me like, you know, like, mm. ah, strange. Right. Like, what? Say that again. So I said it again. He mm-hmm. said, the young man, he said, let me tell you something. If you don't know how to read, you never read a book. No, I never read a book. I don't know how to read. He said, then the fact that you formulated such a complex ideal. Come on. Such 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 high thought tells me it didn't come from you. Mm-hmm. It had to come from God. That was confirmation. Amen. And so he laid his hands on me and some other counselors at the camp laid their hands on me. And that after that week, I went back home with little Gideon, one of those little green Gideon Bibles. <laughs> right. I know and it's God is my witness. Miss. God is my witness. I learned how to read. No man taught me how to read. No, mm-hmm. no woman taught me how to read. The Holy Ghost taught me how to read by Amen. reading King James Version Bible. Amen. Um, it was me and the Holy Ghost. And, and so, you know, I got there and I, 12 years old, started, you know, in, in Webster's Dictionary. So I guess certain to some extent, maybe a man did teach me. A little right. Bit, right? So, <laughs> to some extent. Right. <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, from, from the age of, from 12 to, to uh, around 15, no, 16, um, I, when I started high school, I started at 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first year, man, I got honored as one of the top 25 students at, Come on. at Cooley High School. Oh, wow. In four okay. years. Four years. Four years. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I say that to say that um, I have just 
you know, been in tune with the Lord and loved God and following God and his word and committed to his word mm-hmm. since a child. Amen. And man, you know, so God has given me a vision for ministry mm-hmm. and for his people. Amen. And one of the things that is so disheartening to me is, especially in today's society, the time we live, amen, mm-hmm. to see so many who are Christian mm-hmm. and carry the mantra of being a Christian, a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. but don't know why. Mm-hmm. Don't They don't have, they, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It seems some seem like, you know, it's it's not a matter of importance. I don't really have to know the word of God. I don't have to really uh, know sound doctrine. I don't know how, really have to be able to know why I'm a Christian. I just I am. And then have you ever asked somebody? I've asked people all the time. Are you a Christian? I got. Well, I'm a Baptist. Right. You more focus on their denomination. Well, but it, yeah. it's 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 really it's sad because they don't know the difference. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what what God has given me and my brother. Uh, Bishop Pastor Sean <laughs> Allen, uh, a heart to do is to be able to come over the airways, <clears throat> excuse me, and to be able to communicate what Christian, what the Bible actually teaches, yeah. right, and and what we as Christians actually believe, mm-hmm. right, and ought to believe. Sound doctrine versus uh, false doctrine. And so, you know, we, you and I have, uh, we met years ago, man, mm-hmm. uh, doing other things. Exactly. But God has brought us together to be able to, because we both have a passion for, for God's word. So he's brought us together, man, to be able to help those who, who otherwise would be misled mm-hmm. um, to be able to know truth without error. Amen. So, well said. You well know, said. so that, that's, that's why I'm here, man. That's a little bit about, about me and the passion that I have for, for the word of God and Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I decided to come together, man, and and, and uh, let us reason together. Exactly. Um, and avail ourselves. Now, neither one of us, I know you call me bishop and, and all this, and, I, you know, many people have called me a theologian. I'm neither. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like the, the old songwriter said, I'm just a nobody. Uh-oh, come on. Trying to tell everybody. About, about some, somebody who can, who save. can save anybody. You really get no more basic than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I'm gonna pass that same question. Mm, I'm gonna okay. pass. Let me. <clears throat> I'm gonna pass that same question <laughs> to you, Pastor Bishop John Allen. <laughs> yes. Ah. Hmm. Well, let me give a little bit about myself. As mentioned, now, as he mentioned, I'm not a bishop by no stretch of the imagination. Right. Uh, I really like you. I don't really consider myself a theologian either. Uh, I've received a high compliment from you on that, you know, uh, and I I received that. But uh, no, I guess for me, uh, it started back. uh, I'm an old uh, Church of God in Christ child. Let me start there first. I grew up Kojic. Song with Maddie Moss Clark choirs back in the day, right? Right. Uh, and things of that nature. So I'm old Kojic. My dad was a deacon. My mom was a missionary. And so, but uh, growing up Kojic, right? And I've always had this running joke that Kojic will always be just a part of my life. Okay, It was the foundational thing that... Uh, <laughs> That was part of my journey, if you will. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that Kojic was also, and this is not a for, for any of my Kojic people that might be listening. This is not a knock on my Kojic experience or the Kojic denomination as a whole, but um, uh, or even the people I grew up with. But uh, at one time, I became disillusioned with church. 
Okay. Right. Amen. Uh, people really just irked me. Uh, nepotism. Uh, you know, if you was a part of this family, uh, heck, I'll be honest with you. Even if you wasn't light skinned enough, yeah. <laughs> some of the churches I deal with, you know what I'm saying? Something was wrong with you. You know, if you was just two shades of brown, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so I really became disillusioned with church at one point. Um, so during the time frame when uh, I went to the military, um, I went to. Uh, yes, I'm an old military policeman, by the way. Served this country for eight years. Man. And so uh, so before I left, let me just get straight to the punch on that. Before I left, um, uh, I was getting ready to go straight to my duty station in Hawaii. And my mom, you know, missionary Margaret Allen, bless her soul, right? Still alive after all these years, 84 years old, right? Love her dearly. Um, uh, she wanted me to come to the church for prayer. Okay. And I'm like, I ain't trying to do all that. Right. But if I said, if I go, I'm going to do it on my way, my terms. And so I decided to, when they, I hid in the basement of the church the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hid in the basement. So, cause I didn't want to just see anybody. I was all dressed in my military uniform and all that stuff. So when they call a prayer, that's when I made my interest. And I did, I wanted it to be dramatic, you know? So I just pushed both doors open at the vest of you and just, yeah, man, had the, the organist was playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all you do. You see the doors, doors open and boom, you know, and here he comes walking up the middle aisle, right? <laughs> in his soldier uniform. <laughs> right, there yeah, there it is. Hallelujah. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I tried to stay at the back of the prayer line, right? Because, again, I just wanted prayer just for my flight because I had to catch my flight a couple hours later. And the guest evangelist that was there preaching that day, I can't remember the brother's name, but he was very instrumental because of what he said to me that day. And he said that basically that the Lord wanted me to let you know that he's sending you away for here, from here for a reason. All right. So in my in my rebellion at the time frame, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Just put the oil on my head and pray for me so I can get out of here. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> at the end of the day, over. just get this over with. I got things to do. Yeah. So but uh, <laughs> long story short, um, I, I, I went there and, uh, you know, leaving out the media parts of the story, you begin to realize that God had his sovereign hand on on everything that was going on with me. OK, uh, putting people in my life that was going to have an impact on the direction of ministry that I was going to embark upon. I ended up, I'm not much of a singer, but I ended up singing with this ministry. Uh, but it wasn't until I took a trip to Korea. Um, they used to have an old military exercise. You probably heard of it yourself. Uh, they used to call it teen spirit in Korea. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I got to teen spirit that I really began to see the breadcrumbs of God just trying to get my attention. And uh, another transparent moment here, because it's like, uh, uh, this is when I was still young, mind, mind the listening audience here, but I was actually reading, you know, uh, let's just say an old nasty book, if I could say it like that. Okay. But then, like you, I had a Gideon Bible. That's why I laughed when you said you had one of those. Right. I had actually stole one from a hotel. <laughs> I could have one. Like, who steals a Bible, right? <laughs> okay. Amen. Well, if you're going to steal anything, hey, let it be the word of God. Let it be the word of God, right? <laughs> so, I, at least mine was that old brown looking one. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so, so I stole this Gideon Bible from a hotel, right? And I brought that with me to Korea, right? And and uh, through the process of it, God was just getting my attention, right? Just getting my attention, and and I remember like 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 when I would go take showers in the barracks and stuff like that, I would find all these gospel tracks. You know what I mean? And like every day, I would find a new gospel track, and then like uh, uh, every you know like uh, then this one guy, uh, this one lieutenant I met, he was just giving me like all this information and stuff like that. 
And so then it just got me to a place. And so when I finally just after reading, a, and, and yes, OK, I'm going to say this. I was reading a Playboy magazine. OK, y'all forgive me for that. Hey, right. man. OK, but, but look, he going to hit the applause. Listen, listen <laughs> look, that, that's the one thing uh, that, that I love about the dynamic between you and I. Yeah. This, this program is not going to be like other program exactly right? mm-hmm. because you and i uh-huh. are going to be transparent exactly you know, exactly one, one of the problems and i am not going to say anything i just want to say one of the problems that I, we, we both agree exists uh-huh. within the christian community mm-hmm. is that you have too many folks that are in so-called leadership or mm-hmm. places of authority that have this persona or this persona as though they are holier than thou. Oh, come on. That say they've it again. never seen and or you know, that they've always walked the straight and narrow. Exactly. Right? And never did anything wrong when they got saved. Exactly. You know? And and we both know that's not true. That's not even and biblical. So, listen, y'all gonna hear some things on on this broadcast, on this podcast between uh brother Sean and myself. And we're going to be transparent again be with, with some of the things that we've struggled with in life mm-hmm. um, and that we still may wrestle with to this day. Come on. Um, but it, it's all it's all meant to encourage the saints yes. to know that the God that we serve and the grace that he extends to us Come on. is more than sufficient. Oh, okay. That'll preach. Go ahead. Now. I'm going to pass the plate to you in a minute. <laughs> but anyway, right? And that's correct. That's correct. So anyway, long story short, right, I, I literally— I, and the first passage that came to mind, it was a passage in the song that came to mind. The passage was when Jesus, when he was preaching the um, the Sermon on the Mount and after the Beatitudes and all of that, where it talked about don't be anxious about your life as for what you shall eat and as for clothes, what you should wear. And I'm paraphrasing right now. And, and that's about Matthew six. Yes. Right. And that scripture just became came alive to me mm-hmm. all of a sudden. But then it also presented a challenge because see, I'm a very I'm a very competitive person. Okay, so it pre- uh, presented a challenge in my mind. And so there was an old commission song. Remember the group commission? Of course. Yeah, of course. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Who could forget commission? Who could forget commission? So commission had this song on one of their albums called Only What You Do For Christ Will Last. Okay. Okay. So after reading that passage, that particular passage, that song began to play in my mind. I'm not even making this up. That song played in my mind. So it presented a challenge of like, okay, Lord, so basically what you're saying is, is that whatever I do for myself, that's here today, gone tomorrow. But whatever I do for you, because, you know, you, you know what I need. You're going to take care of this. I'm supposed to seek your kingdom, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, 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 what I do for you is going to last. But what I do for myself is just here today, gone tomorrow. So what I decided to do was now and I don't recommend this on your Christian journey. OK, this was just my moment with God. OK, but I said, OK, I'm going to take you to task on that. God, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to take you to task on that. I'm going to go out tonight. Right. Because I had a free day. Right. I'm still over in Korea now, mind you. So I'm in the foreign country. Right. So I said, I'm out here. And one of the things I was known for in the army was I was a bit of a party animal. Okay, you know, in Hawaii, every day of the week, if I had money in my pocket, there was a different club I could be in. Okay, (laughs) look, look, our our engineers looking at Sean like, man, where you been all my life? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, Miles, Miles, Miles. (laughs) Like, what? What? (laughs) 
Yeah. So so anyway, right? So I said, okay, so I'm gonna take you to Tasco right. on that, right? So I go to a little to to they 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 call them Mama Sign over there, right? So right, I went right. to a little Mama Sign club, right? You know what I'm saying? So ran into this drink called Jungle Juice, right? And everything right, right, else. Right, right. Yeah. Come on. And everything else, right? So I'm dancing like I used to dance. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a dancer, right? And so I'm dancing and everything like that, right? Drinking this jungle juice, right? That's made out of basically basically it's like Korean moonshine is what it was, mixed with juice, right? And so I'm drinking this stuff. So now, now at this point, I'm lit. <laughs> okay. World is spinning. Right. Okay. You know, I, I actually got afraid of the drink. I left it on the table because it was so strong. <laughs> right. And the guy that bought it for me, right? Because, uh, and, and I don't say this to be disrespectful, but like whenever you meet like a drunk white guy, right? They like, sometimes they can be like the, the friendliest of people, right? Oh my God. But, the, well, I, you know, I'm a Marine too. So, so yeah. So, you know, you know, right. you know, you know. So, this guy was like, hey, dude, man, you know, I like you, man, you know, stuff like that. So, he was the one that brought me to Jungle Juice. And after a few sips of it, because I was never a strong drinker, I, I get buzzed off pills. Pepsi, okay. <laughs> so anyway, I left the drink, but my mind is gone, right? And I've, I, I'm walking back to the barracks, you know, stumbling across the road and all this stuff, right? And so I get in the, um, I get back to the barracks, and uh, and literally the world is spinning, okay. Uh, I know I'm going to be sick in a little bit, you know, from being hungover and everything. I knew I was going to come. I'm, I'm going to start throwing up. I'm already sweating profusely. Right. And I'm just laying in the bed and I'm miserable, literally miserable. So that was when, uh, you know, when it was all said and done, I said, I can't do this no more. I can't. I can't do this no more. So I found this closet the next day. It's like a big old huge closet, a storage closet nobody was using. Right. And I literally went into that closet and I just said, Lord, these might, might, might not have been my exact words, but the right. idea was this, was that, Lord, <clears throat> take my life, take my family, take everything that makes me who and what I am. And I literally did like this. I said, you do something with it. I said, because if I keep doing this, I'm going to mess this up. OK, I'm going to mess this up. I already see that. And so then the next thing I know, I called my mother now, you know, all the way from Korea. <laughs> OK, I called my mother because here's the thing. I wish I could say that, like the window blew open, you know, and and tongues of flames just came in and all that. And, and, a, and an angel just dropped in and, 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 and bopped me upside the head with a heavenly sword or something like that. I wish I could say that. But I knew in my inner being, OK, I knew that something took place. And so I called my mother and I said, Ma, I just want to let you know. All right. I said, I gave my life to Jesus. I'm saved just like that. And if you know anything about old Pentecostal women, right? The first thing that came out of her mouth was, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you know anything about old Pentecostal, big hat wearing church women, right? And she just started rejoicing on the phone. She said, baby, God, I've been praying that the Lord will save my children. And she just went on and on and on and on. Now to fast forward, right, where to, uh, to, to align with what you said about like why we came up with this show. Um, it was years later that I, I ran into my my biggest trial. OK, at that time frame, um, that trial taught me that uh, that sanctification, <coughs> sanctification is real. All right. As we go through the process. Right. Mm -hmm. And that trial also taught me the importance of of really clinging on to God's word. Right. Uh, 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 in that trial, the the Lord had put great 
biblical teachers in my presence, uh, guys such as uh, um, and as people will listen to this show, they will become familiar with these names. Guys like Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible Answer Man, uh, uh, Walter Martin, who was the original president of the uh, Christian, Christian Research Institute. Institute. Yep. Uh, uh, John MacArthur, uh, Vody Bauckham, you know, uh, Vody came later, but like Charles Stanley was another one. Some some giants, Tony Evans. Uh, so so it was almost like it was strategic that God was putting a certain level of biblical teacher in my presence, especially, especially going back to Hank Hanegraaff, right? right? Cause if I can attribute anything to my passion for the word of God and my wanting to be, uh, 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 rooted and grounded, it, it, it all started with really with him and the Christian research Institute. And so as I was coming through that trial, that trial lasted for a whole year. Okay. It almost cost me everything. It almost cost me my family. It almost cost, it almost cost me everything. And at the end of that trial, right, um, because let me back up a little bit. When you first get saved, right, you know, you have this passion, you know, like you said, you just want to go tell everybody, right? So I started believing that the Lord was calling me to be the next great evangelist, like Billy Graham or somebody <laughs> yeah, like too. that. Yeah, we all, I think we all, I think that's the first gift we want to use when we all get saved. We just want to be that great, that we're next great evangelist, right? But uh, but I, I think he I think he did and he does yeah and, and we're starting it out yeah well there you go there you go there you go amen. so amen and so but uh but it was at the end of that trial right and you know how sometimes uh for lack of better words I'm going to call it an epiphanal moment okay okay and it was almost like an epiphanal moment because as the trial started like as I started coming through the downside of it you know you're already going up the rough side of the mile like the old songs say right. but then as you started kind of coming down on the other side of it that's when you start learning the lessons and the the insights or at least that's when you should and one of the things that went through my mind was was that if I can keep somebody because the one thing I didn't say about that trial was was that the church I was going to at that time frame was actually kind of played a role and I hate to say it like this, but that church kind of played a role in a lot of the headaches that I was having at that time frame during the midst of that trial. And so coming out of that trial, it was like an epiphanal moment that said, if I can keep somebody from going through what I went through, Mm. as far as helping them to have an understanding what the word of God says about these things, then I feel like I'd be doing something. And then it was like something clicked. That light bulb went off. Yeah. That light bulb went off. And then that's when I knew that, the Lord wasn't necessarily, even though like the the teaching capacity that I have uh, is evangelistic in nature, if I could say it like that, because uh, I think we're all called to that. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, but more or less from the perspective of 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 really making sure that people have an understanding on what the word of God says. Now, I wish I could say that I'm that big Greek and Hebrew scholar and all that stuff. Right. right? No, I'm just the information junkie at the end of the day. Well, but you, you, you know, neither one of us are. Yes. Are. are really you know we don't speak or read hebrew and greek mm-hmm. but both of us do know how to do a sound um exegesis yeah, exactly. of the text, uh, and, and do hermeneutics which is to you know um uh interpret right. come to a sound interpretation of what the bible says and in in doing that one of the processes is, uh, uh, of doing that is to be able to look at the origin of word do an etymological examination come on of, of a word, mm-hmm. basically a word study, find out the origins of it, what it meant, what it means, and um, then put that in its context and, there see, it is. and ascertain what it means there. But you you have that ability, you know, you know, but you're not you you're not a Greek scholar, right? Neither am I. Mm-hmm. But and so I say that because I know when we get into doing what we're doing, 
I know we're going to have some folks call in, like uh-huh. Greek scholar. Uh, exactly. and, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we do have the ability to look up, mm-hmm. you know, a word and, and come to a, a meaning, a, a, you know, truth of, exactly. of what the word means. Exactly. You, you bring up a good point. Let's discuss that for a second in the process <clears throat> of why we're introducing ourselves. Let's let's use that as a platform as well, because you bring up a good point, because I think that as we move forward. Right. Uh, um, and I'm sure you've been accused of this, too. Let's let, let me kind of segue it like this. Uh, you use some great words, exegesis, hermeneutics, right? And Epistemological. Things, yes, you use some great terminology ept- ept- there. Epistemology. Yes, you use some great words there. Now, I'm sure if you're anything like me, right, uh, throughout your Christian journey, throughout your Christian experience, right, that uh, <laughs> that uh, that somebody will say like, well, <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with this, right, about the big words. Yeah, and, you know, why yeah, are you using all this? You know, it's like you using, you just got head knowledge. Right. You don't brain, have, yeah, 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 you're just using your brain and all of that. Um, now, what I would say is before I ask my question to you, right, now what I would say to somebody is this, when they, you know, when they antagonize you for being like, you know, that you just got too much head knowledge and everything like that. Now, this is my response. My response is, well, the Bible commands us that we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, mm-hmm. and strength. In other words, bring the whole totality of your personhood to the table. Well, he says, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. There it is. All of it. Yes. Right. So, 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 so what do you say to somebody uh, in your journey, in your experience, to somebody that says that you, you're, you're using the egghead approach? And, you know, because I've been accused of not even having the Holy Spirit because I've, I'm much of an egghead. So what, what do you say to that? Well, and I can't remember, you know verbatim what the conversations have were i've been accused of you know well you just know the letter of the law but you don't know the spirit (laughs) um but but this is this is what this is what i how i would answer it yes that the bible jesus says you shall know the truth Mm -hmm. and the truth shall make you free Mm -hmm. right um the holy spirit is the spirit of truth yes right jesus says, i am the truth the way and the life. Mm-hmm. So knowledge, not all knowledge is true. Right. But truth mm-hmm. is knowledge. Okay. That's correct. And, and, and so, you know, following Christ's example is that I need to know what, you know, what, what, what the truth is. Right. And in order to do that, I need to study. Amen. And he says, study to show thyself approved unto God, mm-hmm. a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the, the word, word of, truth. of truth. Come on. And mm-hmm. so you can say you can say it's a big word mm-hmm. uh, and it might very well may be a big word. But, you know, to me, Alvin is a big word. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, that's a big word. It's two syllables. Yeah, you know, that's a big word. <laughs> you know, and, and so it's it's it's. Anything, anything that you don't know mm-hmm. is big, right? You know, I didn't know, I didn't know it or at, but man, when I could finally learn how to spell it mm-hmm. and at, right, that was big to me, right? Uh-huh. And so, it's not necessarily the fact that it's a big word; it's a matter. It's a, the fact of can you communicate in simplicity mm-hmm. the simplicity of what it means exactly, right? So, I, you know, I, I, I if, if I. If I'm talking to someone and, and, and I, I tell them that from a, from an epistemological standpoint, you need to study the word, right? I I tend to when I use words, you know, um, and, and I'm talking about things. If I'm talking about the omniscience of Christ, I will talk about 
uh, the knowing of God. Right. You know, to 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 know things. I'll explain what the word means. I don't just throw big words out or what folks call because to me they're not big. Right. And that's another thing that people understand. You know, when you have people of higher learning and they're using these words because they've learned these they words. Learned and, the words. And, and, and this is what it is, right? Exactly. It's one thing if you're just trying to throw. I've heard and I've seen individuals who have used big words and used them incorrectly, and and they've done it, aka approach, but they've done it in a way that 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 they're attempting to yeah. elevate themselves. <laughs> you and I, you know, we we don't do that. No, right? No, it's no time that you're gonna see me use a big word, and only I'm using it to try to impress someone. No, I'm just using it to inform people. That's exactly. All. It's funny that you say that. Let me deviate off conversation for a second because uh, sometimes you have people that try to use words and they like they they you know, cause like like we get accused of being eggheads, right? And because we use these fan these fancy words, at least to the to the world at large, they might be fancy, right? Right. But I remember having a conversation. It is really is just to just to kind of put a ha ha in here in a minute, right? And so I remember. I came across somebody that was trying to use a big word, right, to try to look like they were intelligent, mm-hmm. but like the, not only was the word <laughs> in this wrong context, but but the word itself, and and, and they used the word paranoiacal. <laughs> okay, paranoiacal. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But see, they be. Yeah, you, I'm gonna tell y'all. Y'all gonna love his story. I don't have those kind of stories like Sean has, y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He got some doozies. Okay, come on with paranoia. Come. No, it was just, I, I don't even know what the conversation was because honestly, y'all got to hear this one was, about about the about the preacher. It ain't. It's, that's not the same preacher that was that the oh, one. That was, no, oh no, no, okay, no, no, no. That's we, gonna be for yeah, another yeah, episode. That's gonna be for but. another episode. But I will, <laughs> oh Jesus, you will bring that up. Okay, but yes, but, that will come up in another conversation <laughs> on why it's important to have correct exegesis and Lord, okay and everything. And if else. listen, if and if we do decide. To use another a, a word, yes. Listen, we will say that is Hallology, Alvinology, yes, right, or Seanism. Uh, yep, right. You know, you know, yes. we, we we gonna let you know. We, we have you, our own you, you won't find this anywhere. Yeah. This is this, this is something we made. We up. made up. Yeah. This is our ideology. <laughs> so if you ever hear our names in an ism or an ology after that, yeah, yeah. okay, you know that that's that's subject to opinion or subject yeah, to interpretation. So, yeah. so leave it there. But yeah, that that person said paranoiacal, man. Mm. And it's like, look, even even the tech was like, what? <laughs> But we say that to say that you won't get that with us. So let's 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 continue on real quick. Um, uh, uh, one of the things I want to establish earlier in this introduction of us, right? Is we did you finish do. with your introduction? Oh, did I? Did I? Did I, did I, did I don't think you, you cut. I cut you off. So you. you oh, okay. No, let me up. back up. I think I left off at um at the idea. Okay, thanks for catching that. Um, I left off at the idea that the, at the epiphanal moment right. where I realized that God was calling me to a to a level of a teaching ministry, right? right? And because of the great teachers that the Lord was putting uh, in my life. And so, so basically, uh, as part of my intro, I'll just say this, uh, that led to a journey. And my first, um, my first preaching opportunity, I'll say it like that came after I got out the military, I got out in 1999. Uh, I did a, uh, I did a early separation and um, I went to go visit um, an old family member and I was talking to their, uh, to their mom and, you know, all, and uh, next thing I know, we just got to having a, a huge biblical discussion. Right. And next thing I know, she just gets up on the phone and she calls uh, one of her family members. And she was like, girl, I got our guest speaker for friends and family day. You got to hear this young man. 
And I'm like, okay, you know. So the pastor that church called me. Um, he had the real deep Billy D. Williams kind of voice, you know, like you know. Oh, that's where you got it from. Oh yeah, you know that and my dad. <laughs> but you know, watching Cool Forty Five commercials, right? right? <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, he called me and he was like, "Well, do you have a title or anything like that?" And I was like, "No, nah, man, I'm just Sean." At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And so he invited me out to the church, um, and I just. You know, knowing nothing about, you know, about uh, sermon preparation, not knowing anything about, uh, you know, you know, the terminologies like exegesis and all of that. I just went with what I learned at that time frame. Right. You can almost say like in the book of Acts when the apostle says such, such as I have, I give unto you. Right. That was like a such as I have kind of moment of, 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 of whatever. Right. So in that, um, I went forth, right, you know, and, and the rest is a little bit history from there. So I was uh, originally became a minister in a small pocket denomination called the uh, True Church House of Prayer. Um, I'm not sure about the size of it, but um, I got I became a minister in that organization. Then that carried over into uh, it's funny because I left, as I told you before, I grew up Kojic, but then I ended up going back into Kojic where I became an elder. I was ordained as an elder in Kojic. And uh, uh, another story for another episode, which the preacher you was talking about that you had mentioned, right, that church where I was at. Um, I left from that church uh, because of a pastor that took over. And I have to be honest about it, because at this time of evolving as a teaching minister, OK, I knew him. I know myself and that guy we were going to come to. You know, uh, it wouldn't have been healthy. I'll say it like that because there's a level of teaching and folks were going to be talking about this type of stuff moving forward. There was a level of teaching that I knew that I'm, I'm not going to yield on and I know he wasn't going to yield on. All right. So it's just been beneficial for me to uh, move forward to find a ministry where I can kind of, you know, uh, use this gift that God is giving me for teaching. So long story short, um, I ended up now I'm a member of the Church of God Sanctified, okay, denomination. Um, and what I like about this denomination is now I'm not a denominational guy by no stretch of the imagination because sometimes, and I'm glad how you pointed that out at the very beginning because some people are more caught up in their denominational titles and second generation this as opposed to just being a a, a follower of the way or a Christian, right? Okay, but what I can say about this particular organization is this, and shout out to the Church of God Sanctified Incorporated. Um, uh, I've yet I've been to many conventions in this organization. I've met many of preachers, my pastor, uh, shout out to pa Pastor Kevin Chrisman, uh, who uh, I have to tell you the story about how I met him because it's a great story. And we'll go into that one day, too, when we get on the topic of providence. But um, uh, uh, I've yet to meet a preacher to rub me the wrong way. OK, as far as teaching and things like that, some of the most theologically sound pastors and preachers and bishops that I've been around and having a chance to preach for that body. Um, uh, one of the greatest experiences was, was that I had a chance to preach um, at a convention to some, uh, some British diplomats that came into town and some Jamaican diplomats that came to town representing the uh, international aspects of the body. And uh, not that I make my boast in myself, because again, I'm only just, just a pot of clay used for the glory of God at the end of the day. But one of the greatest moments in that in that convention was was when at the end of the convention, one of the uh, diplomats had ran up to me and he was like, hey, he's like, you, you, you're, you're Elder Sean Allen, right? And I said, yes, I am like that. He said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I prayed that I would find you before the, 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 for the convention was over. And he said, and I just wanted to tell you, we need more preaching like that in this body. OK. 
He said, I cannot remember the last time I turned so many pages. Okay. And it was like, okay. So, you know, it's like, well, that's what I want you to do. I want you to turn pages. I want you to be in tune with what I was saying. And then immediately after that, a young lady came up to me and was like, she said, no, she said, I love the way how you broke everything down. She said, because if you want to be honest and I'm going to use this point to segue into something else uh, so we can kind of that, that, cause this will conclude my, my history, but we can use this to segue into another area of conversation. But uh, the girl told me um, at that same convention, after I spoke to the diplomat, uh, she was like, no, she said, I love how you preach. She said, because don't get me wrong. She said, there's a time and a place for the rah-rah sermon. Okay. You know, if loving the Lord is wrong, well, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> right. That's you right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so, so, but when you can actually give somebody something that they can go back and study. Right. And one thing I always make clear is, is that don't take my word as the final court of authority. Okay. Talk about them Bereans. Yeah, there it is. Right. Go back and research it for yourself. And so, so that, those are the things that I enjoy most uh, about not only what we're doing and everything else, um, but, uh, but just the whole process of the journey. So let's use that to segue into like uh, what brought us into this moment now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, let's segue into that. And uh, uh, I'll just start off by saying now I've known this brother for a few years. Let me let me just say this again. Let me go back into my interview mode. Right. I've known this brother for a few years. Now, the one thing y'all didn't know about him is, is that he's actually a good actor, too. All right. <laughs> so because I met him on the production of a stage play. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah so and uh, and uh, very underrated. You know, that's something that uh, I recommend that you get back into, bro, because he definitely got the chops for it. <laughs> and he got the look too, y'all. <laughs> that's baby Denzel over there. <laughs> if, if the Lord opens up a door. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so and so. Um, but uh, uh, it is funny because I remember like we did the production with uh, Anitria. Right. The first time around. Nietzsche Cole. Nietzsche Cole. Shout out to Nietzsche Cole. And um, then there was a gap of years. Then we ran into each other again with a Nietzsche. Right. Yes. And man, I wish I could remember charging to my head, but not my heart. I remember when I when I reconnected with you, there was a question. I Because I was actually at this period. Only reason. The only thing I remember about this period of time was I was really struggling with an issue. OK. At this time. Yeah. I remember. I can't remember the question. Yeah. That you asked me. But yeah. I do, but, know, but, 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 I, but I came to you because I, I just felt that I could talk to you. Right. And and and, and again, charging to my head and not my heart. But I just knew that your answer to the questions I was asking, I was like, oh, man, I, I needed that. You know what I'm saying? Because not only, you know, was it from a place of transparency, but you spoke with with such a, a, a scriptural authority, if I could say it like that, that that like, wow, OK, that makes so much sense to me. And so from there uh, is just I just knew always in the back of my mind that if there's somebody I need to talk to is this brother and then segue a little bit, you know, to what, two years ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, maybe about a year and a half, ago. about a year and a half yeah, ago, right after COVID. Yeah. Right at the COVID, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, not going into no, you know, thing about COVID or anything else like that, but I just had some questions and, and at the time frame, I just felt like that this was the brother I could talk to. Mm-hmm. And so next thing I know, it just began just a plethora of just great conversation that like, it was like capturing lightning in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, and I'm sure he can say this himself. I let him uh, fill in the gaps where I missed where I missed out at. But I'm sure between the both of us, we got all kind of connections and people that we can talk to and things like that, you know, and friends and ministry and things like that. But I'd be lying if I didn't say it was just something about the conversations with this brother that is like, 
uh, again, capturing lightning in a bottle. It was just, and, and then you look up, it's like two, three hours later, and we still like talking like it's only been five minutes. Absolutely. You know, with, with, with no pause. No right? pause. You know, <laughs> no pause. It's just jumping. You yeah, know? just going. Oh, yep, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so, so in that, you know, and we've, and, and trust me, y'all, we've had some great conversations, okay? And, and so in that, you know, uh, in those conversations, and again, feel free to fill in the blanks here. It was like, okay, this is so, I don't like to use the word magical, but in the sense of context, I'm going to use that word. Right, okay? because the yeah. people identify with it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, You say something was, it was just magical. Yeah. You know, they get the idea that yeah. um, it was, you know, it, it was just something, wow, awe-inspiring. Awe-inspiring, profound, yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. Absolutely. So, so the idea was like, you know, uh, because I've always had a desire to do these type of things, and I do uh, another show with Podcastic that uh, that Miles knows about as well. <laughs> Look, he laughs, right? <laughs> I try to be the conscience on that show, right? And so, but, but the idea of doing something from a ministry perspective, right, uh, was always there in the back of my mind um, to some degree or another. And so then um, we uh, we both just had this conversation. And then this is where I, I'll turn it over to you. So fill in the blanks on it so people get so, the idea. So what happened was um, prior to in, in 2010, I started a, a ministry out of my home, mm-hmm. a small ministry. Uh, I'm, I'm not that kind of preacher. I, you know, and that the, the whole 10 years, about eight years or so that it was really going on uh, strong. I never took a salary, never asked for an offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, I, I, you know, didn't, and I still don't believe to this degree that, um, to the degree that, 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 you know, money ought to be a, a grand focal point, right? Yes. Um, and so, uh, but I, I began to do this, this ministry and it was, it was a grind. Mm-hmm. Right? And I didn't just start it. I, I, I had a vision. God gave me a vision of the ministry mm-hmm. uh, told me what to call the ministry and whatnot. And so we did that. But um, COVID put a kibosh on all that. Okay. I ended up having to go back to um, to my home church, which is Christland Missionary Baptist Church, where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking to a, a good friend of mine, she, Pastor Ovella, and she was telling me, you know, I was like, you know, I feel like a failure. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I failed, you know, but I don't, I mean, it must have been, God doesn't fail. Like, right. God doesn't fail. Uh, and so, so, you know, did I just make that up? I know what I saw. You know, it wasn't a dream, it was a vision. I know what God showed me. Mm-hmm. And so she told me, she said, you know what, Alvin, she said, you're on the path. She said, but uh, what what it is, is the Lord told me to tell you that you need to get out on public media. And it was funny because what I used to do, and you know, I just, after the services in the home, right, I would get out and I would drive or get on this, the buses of the city. Of I remember that. Mm-hmm. And some of my videos of that are still on Facebook. Right. So I was doing Facebook Live and um, not too much YouTube. But, you know, to me, I didn't know about all of that. So I right. wasn't trying to. I, I probably should have done that, you know, five years ago. I did, I did bus ministry for like five years, five, six years, right? Right. After every service, I would get out on the buses of the city of Detroit, and I would preach a sermon riding up and down the Greenfield Line or the mm-hmm. Grand River Line, or you know, mostly on on the West Side. But anyway, so she says, she said, "Well, Alvin, you know what? God wants the people, His people, to get to know you before they come to you, mm-hmm. before before you begin, because when they come to you, they won't. They, they're going to already know you." Mm-hmm. And so she said, "You know what?" You need to go ahead and 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 
the Lord told me already, just, you know, she told me, God told me that you start a broadcast, a podcast uh, and call it Come Let Us Reason Together because you have so much truth. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I, I, I was pondering that over, right? And I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, and this is over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but I, then I, you and I really started communicating and talking. Right. And, and we were just so sharp together. And, I, you know, I was like, you know what? Man, I got an idea. And then you came in with the same exact That's idea, right? right? That's right. Um, it's, it was just like, like we do right now, right? We're so, and the Spirit has us so in tune mm-hmm. that it's almost, you know, you, you, you can sense or know what I'm thinking or what I'm about, where I'm going into. And, vice versa. and so mm-hmm. as I'm saying to you, man, I, you know, I think we ought to get together and start a park. You, you was like, you, you were right there, right? right. You know, you see, I, I don't even know if you finished my sentence or, <laughs> you know, but that's, and, and, and that's how it came about because, you know, we talk about so many, so many issues that are germane to what's happening now. When you, when you look at the Bible and you read scripture, right. Most of what what you're reading, uh, uh, it's dealing with events and things that happened at the time it was written. Exactly. But man, you know what's happening today, man. You you go to a church and all you know, praise God for the preaching at churches. But you go to a church and they're talking about stuff that has nothing to do with what's going on in in time today. Exactly. You know, they'll preach a nice little you know fluffy puffy sermon to make you feel good, mm-hmm. but does it really deal with the issues in the times? Of today, exactly, right? and so um, that's what you know. We we want to deal with. We want to deal with. And we're going to deal with. You know, some of the teachings, bad teachings, and some good teachings. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the sayings, some of the things that that um, Christians' ideas that have been imparted into Christian mindset, which is not necessarily biblical. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? For example. For example. Do you plead the blood of Jesus? Oh, oh you already go in there. Do, 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 do you plead the blood of Jesus uh-huh. over your stump toe? Uh, <laughs> you go in there. You know, no, I mean, we're not talking about it today. Yeah, not today, but you but, 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 oh, but, but yeah, but that's going to be a topic. Or, or like my favorite one, my favorite one. Well, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Oh, dot. I was just reading the text on that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My I'm, favorite I'm, one, and not realizing that 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 it's 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 a cliche that's not not only just rooted that's not rooted in 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 scripture, right? But when you really understand what scripture says about these things, come on, right? Man. You you begin to understand that it's like it's not either or, but it's both, both. and, right? Okay, and, and so <laughs> this is what we're going to be dealing with, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, loosening and binding. Oh, well, you know, I'm going right. <laughs> Here, I pass the time. I bind you, Satan, yeah. in the name of Jesus. And well, I lose him. Yeah, I lose you. I lose money. Yeah. You know? yeah. Money coming um, to me right now. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> everything else. Tithing. You know, uh-huh. we're we going to deal with tithing. We're going to talk about tithing. You, you, you know, because yeah. money yeah. Is, 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 is a big part. Of the uh, of of the move of ministry exactly. and money, we we we're not we're not against money. No, we're not against money, but, but we just got to know the proper stewardship uh, of it. Amen. According to the word, matter of fact, uh, I can't remember the exact percentage right now, and that'll be something when we talk about this topic. We'll uh, thank you, thank you. So uh, as we get ready to wind down, but um, other than hell, okay, the idea of stewardship, okay, and what we do with our finances and treasure is second. Sent. The least, second least, yes, uh huh, of all the things you know that that you know that that uh uh, uh that Jesus talked about. So we right. want to give correct, you know. Uh, oh right, 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 right. You know, you know now, somebody else said that. 
Yeah, yeah, Jesus talked about money more than he talked about any almost any other thing. But yeah. you're, you, you, you're right. He he does talk about he talks being about a good steward. Steward, yes, right. yes. So so you want to make sure we correct that, you know, because it is about stewardship and uh, uh, a lot of different movements, even a lot of different teachings and teachers and things of that nature. And it's not done. And let me say this as we get ready to wind down, and then I'll pass it back to my brother as we get ready to wind down. We don't do this from a place because trust us, we're not we're not coming off as holier than thou. Nope. Nope, we're not coming off as, you know, we think we're better than anybody or our way of thinking is better than anybody. We're just two brothers that love the word of God because, and that's another thing we'll discuss too, because I think that a lot of things in the churches nowadays is more geared towards emotionalism absolutely, as opposed to being rooted in the word of God. Absolutely. And, and what emotionalism does is it actually turns Christians into spiritual junkies. Okay. Because what you do is you're more worried about somebody touching your forehead and you falling on the floor, okay, and everything else, as opposed to just really just getting a word because the the Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen. And the problem with that is Mm -hmm. that can be counterfeited. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. That, that, you know, blowing on you and you falling out. That can be counterfeit. That can be counterfeit. But you can't counterfeit the word of God. No, you can't. It's it's sound. It's It's true. It is. It's established. It's fixed. It is what it is. Exactly. Let me say this real quick. Go ahead. Wrap it up, Um, brother. You know, this this broadcast is, you know, we don't pretend to know it all and to be, you know, like you said, eggheads and, Uh and, 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 and dogmatic about everything. Right. Now, those things we know, we know. Yes. And we, we want, this is a forum where if you have a an opposing, you and I don't agree on everything, exactly. right? Um, but we know how to communicate our differences in a way that I can, I, I can, I let you have that, yes. right? You have to let me have it, exactly, right? And, and so we give one another that respect. And for those who will be calling in, mm-hmm. we, we welcome your your opinions, yep. right? Your your viewpoints, mm-hmm. um, your takes on, on on whatever matter. Exactly. But you've got to do it in a respectful way. Yes. See, because we have an engineer here, <clears throat> man. He's got he's got that 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 itchy trigger finger. That yeah. Just, I, I've seen it. It just hangs just up works. on people. Yeah. I don't know how it does. It. <laughs> <laughs> see, he gets the womp, womp, womp out there. So, <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So listen, we we're gonna welcome your calls. We're gonna welcome the discussions and the yes. conversations. Conversations. At the end of the day, we just we were we we're trying and going to communicate sound doctrine, but we're going to do it in a way that's respectful. And on that note, I think that y'all got an idea of who and what we are. Once again, my name is Sean Allen, and my name is Alvin Hall. And this is Come Now, Let Us Reason Together, our inaugural episode. And Lord willing, uh, we'll pick back pick this back up on next Saturday. Join us at five o'clock. All right. You guys have a great week. Jesus is Lord. We love you. So talk to you guys again soon. God bless.